fast go. Hi there, this is Greg for Ask Mom and Dad. Got some bad news and some good news for you. This one podcast that I'm setting up is actually going to be two. My wife and is out of town with her oldest two children, our oldest two children, um, in Europe for about three weeks. And so we are not going to be able to sit down together and record this podcast for the next few weeks. However, we sat down earlier this week and recorded a full hour instead of a half an hour. So I get to split this into two so you won't miss us for too terribly long. So enjoy the podcast. We're talking um, well, I'll let us tell you what you're talking about, what we're talking about. Let's just all pretend it's happening on the same day. So without any further chit-chat, here's Ask Mom and Dad, episode 19, part one of two. Okay, here we go. We're going to do another podcast. So I'm excited. Are you excited? Um, sure. About what? That we're actually accomplishing a podcast again <laughs> yeah, for another right. week. Another time. Yeah, I'm also kind of not excited because mm-hmm. you're leaving me for ever and ever and ever. And after three forevers, you will return to me <laughs> I was gonna once say, again. I'm pretty sure it's three weeks-ish. For me, but that means no apart from you, it's three weeks. forevers. Oh, thanks. It'll be an eternity plus two without you. Oh, that's cute. Don't make a sign. It's, don't, not even don't near, it's not even near Valentine's Day. And that was like the cheesiest sentiment I could come up with on the spot because oh, it did honey, come you're up you're good at those i'm cheesy, cheesy. that's for sure is... but i'm real i'm authentic about my cheesiness and that's what's important <laughs> it's, it's truly okay. it's truly who i am uh, i i don't know it's just so we may not have a podcast for the next couple of weeks for those of you who are eagerly anticipating with bated breath <laughs> every every single podcast that we do um there you go you now know that you're gonna have to just in muddle the, through somehow a couple of be, weeks without Tanya and I right? in your life. It's going to be one of those podcasts that about 10 years from now, somebody's going to look up. Oh, I heard about these people. Oh, yeah, I want to go back all the way to the beginning. You know how, because that's what I'm doing recently. I'm doing these British history podcasts that I'm interested in British history. But I'm going back to 2011 or something, catching up with them, all the ones they've done. You know, before that, I didn't even hear about them. So it's there for posterity or whatever until somebody discovers us. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. I look forward to the day so when people look back and try to dig up stuff. But the reality is they're going to find... I know what you're saying. I got what you, I'm just saying that they're going to look back and they're not going to know that they missed it, but they're going to have it all together. And then they're going to... The downside is... Or is it the upside? They're going to find us in our podcast because they're probably going to be looking for the person who does the opening of our show which is Micaiah's song so that was also fun I got to do that this week so that was my most interesting thing but before we get into the question of the day I wanted to ask just a random question or two from this stupid list that we found while we were out having lunch together just for fun and I wanted you to ask you you said it earlier but I don't think I'll do this one how um where did it go there's a question I wanted you to do oh what is the most interesting building you've ever seen or been in that's the question that I want to ask. It's just totally off the cuff. So I was in a couple of really interesting ones in Europe. Um, a cathedral from the outside would have been uh, pretty crazy. And I think we'll get to see it maybe when we're there this time. But what comes to my mind is the Disney Hall, which outside of That's it good. was pretty That's fascinating. Fair. But I also got to be inside and actually play on the stage 
um, with Makai's youth orchestra at the time. That was pretty fascinating and just as cool as it actually looks and seems. I think for me, the most interesting building that I've ever been in is like, there's a lot of interesting, especially when you and I traveled to Ireland and England last year. That was really cool. Are you, was it almost been two years yet? No, it's not Scotland. two years. Scotland, we didn't see much of England. Well, we've, we've traveled through England. Okay. With the tiny, tiny top. Yeah. They all look the same. I mean, once you've seen a castle or seven, they're all castles. But anyway, there was a bunch of cool buildings there. But it was interesting because you mentioned it locally. Locally, the Pop Culture Museum is probably one of the more interesting um, buildings I've been in just because of its weird shape that you have to explain what it's supposed to be to anyone who asks because it's a weird shape that you really can't tell. It's supposed to be a melted guitar. Oh, and I didn't did know that. Know, so although there's all of this stuff on the outside of it that's actually a fretboard from where like the neck melted down into the whole Interesting. thing. Interesting. And so when yeah. you go inside, so I didn't know that either. You actually have to go in and see the model. And I'm thinking, so then I get a Google Maps thing out and I look at it from like satellite image and I'm going, where do you get melted guitar? Did someone actually melt a guitar and build a building out of it? Or just someone decided to put a fretboard on top of a funky blob of a building and call it a melted guitar shape. I mean, to get an idea what it looked like. They didn't actually melt a real big, massive guitar, you know. Yeah, I'm a little I'm weird that's that way. Um, but that is an interesting building because inside then, too, it's pretty fascinating. There's lots yeah, of all the edges. rounded edges and corners and stuff. And and um, I was just thinking of the setup and the things that they've got there, too. It's pretty yeah, that's cool. All right, well, that was just a random question I thought I wanted to ask for fun. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's fun. What's the last song you sang along to? Lots of stupid random questions. I just might grab now and again. But I wanted to, or we, you had mentioned this subject matter to talk about, and um, I was thinking about it this, as you had mentioned it, and I thought it's actually a fairly common question because at first you said, um, what does it mean to be authentic? And I kind of have this knee-jerk reaction to authenticity these days, which is like, you know, everyone's, it doesn't, it's just, it seems like just this overplayed question, but it really is an old question. What does it mean to be authentic? It's like, you know, who am I? What does it mean to be me? Um, a little bit. That's what crossed my mind when you said it, because I remember when well, I was like... Well, I, a... what I actually asked, I think, was what is authenticity and what do people, what do people think it is? So, so like what does looking... it mean to be authentic? Okay, that's fine. But you've also preached sermons about that, so I don't understand. That's actually something that's dear to your heart, or I've always thought it was, and you're in your... Um, description of character well sure in that regard but now the word is just reaching a point to where it's so politicized and stuff like that that it's crazy it's, i'm not saying well i was i was asking that question a, a second ago i don't know that I, that's true i don't hear that word quite as often as i feel like maybe you you may but i don't hear it i wonder if people and i think people ought to use it more because in reality we're going to lose the sense of what it means to be who we say we are, I guess that's that's what comes to my mind as kind of a definition. And we know that obvious things like Hollywood come to mind about where you can hear one thing or think one thing and then they're going to be something completely different or they're going to stand on some platform that if you got to know them, they probably picked a platform to stand on, not really, you know, Maybe you're not even knowing what it was about or what was real about it. But so that's what the impressions you get. But I don't know. Maybe it is something that you hear more often. What Where do you hear it? What circles do you hear it? I'm just saying that um, nowadays there's so much emphasis on language words. We need more words. And authentic is, you know, that, that the words that we may have used regularly in the past um, get more. The addition of words make for more muddy language. It can make for clarity in some regards, but um, I think sometimes we use um, 
how do words affect authenticity? I'm kind of confused by that because that's not where my mind goes. And that's fine. Maybe maybe we need to. I want to pick a direction and track in it, and I can track off where you're going as well. But um, I'm I've been giving some thought to something that was said to me this week about we need more words, and I'm going. Maybe we need some words to define things more clearly, but we've used certain words in ways they're not intended to be used or change oh. the definitions of words or divi- diminish the definitions of words, diminish the definition of words. Yeah, so is that what you're referring to? To the point to? where nobody, we don't, if I say to you, I want you to be authentic, it could mean something different to you than if you say to me, then what I think, then what you... That's true, but that's true for personality. That's true in anything. And I, so and therefore, more words help to define that. But I think instead of saying, when if I say to you, be more authentic, and you say to me, what do you mean when you say be more authentic? Then I use words to define authentic. Authentic maintains its integrity as a word because it's still, now we've come to a conclusion that we both agree on a definition for authentic. But instead, we tend to make up more words that muddy the waters and so now when you say authentic this is what i have to come to your complete i know what i'm trying to say but i'm i don't feel like i'm communicating at all it just feels like there's so many when you talk in a crowd you're not allowed to define those things and so it just winds up getting yeah but that is one like you just said i don't think we've lost the uh, the integrity of that particular word i think people know that that means maybe when you're talking about words what you say adding up to what your life is what you look like what you how you go about isn't that kind of the character issue is yeah it? authentic yeah. or not do you think people don't think that way about that word or what what they might as- assess to be it? authentic okay let's break this down authentic is not integrity and integrity and character are also a little bit different so maybe we because I don't think that to be authentic is is to acknowledge who you really are. I was just talking about as a part of character. Okay, sure. Well, let's just let's just back let's just back out of my my rabbit hole here and let's just let's just talk about Well, in defining terms. Yeah. I understand what you were meaning. So, define the term that we're going to address. That's just I feel like what you Why mean. don't you uh, authenticity is what you what you came to me with Authentic- today. Authentic <laughs> authenticity right we should practice that authenticity authenticity um i i wrote down um what i thought you asked which is how do i know when i'm being authentic um but it sounds like your question is more what does it mean to be who we really are when um is what i heard what you said earlier well okay so when tell me what you're getting in church a little bit on sunday you even talked about being what we say we are like for instance if your family goes to church and they sit in a pew and they listen to the pastor and they even, you know, agree and maybe are pleasant and smiley and whatever. And then they go home and literally whatever the pastor addressed or the Bible itself or whatever means nothing to them in their home. They don't really address it throughout the week. Any any kind of relying on Jesus or being truthful or trust trusting God, those kinds of things that the things that came from what they're learning, you know, don't play out in their lives and they don't be, well, then Sundays is an, a sort of inauthentic uh, action that they go, but they don't necessarily apply it to their lives, right? Is that what you were meaning on Sunday when you were talking about that a little bit? I was thinking, what's another example of that in real um, 
in real life. You know, I say I want to be healthy, but then I never do anything that really supports that. So I choose, you know, whatever sweets all day long and never get off the couch. Hypocrisy. If I say, yeah, I was going to say. Well, so to some degree, We're all hypocrites that to some is degree. true, right? right? To some degree, authenticity is saying what you, speaking what you want or what you think you are and then also being that right yeah, when so you're when you're being that's and, and that's where integrity comes into i think um yeah that makes sense I'm, lining I'm, your life up with who you lead others to believe you are yeah something um, like that to be authentic about something is is to try and is not necessarily to be to have arrived at something. But to me, to be authentic is to be true to yourself. I was thinking about this earlier, and I was thinking when I was in high school, I remember desperately trying to fit in. That was pretty much all of high school. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, you were authentic about wanting to fit in. I was authentic about wanting to fit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I was, well, I was trying to be whatever I thought other people wanted me to be, and I had a guy speak to me one time. I was about ninth grade or so, and it stuck with me because I can still remember being upset by it, but it actually having some meaning to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I went back in the closet that, that was where stuff was stored, and I, I was, you know, I was a solid fourteen-year-old boy and cried. Um, but it was it was interesting because it just it stuck with me, which was basically be who you are. Don't try to be someone else. Um, and so authenticity in that vein is truly trying to be who I am and and discover who I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you you may have yeah. or discover discover who you are and who you're made to be. So actually you take that down to our kind of our mission in life is to help people know who they are as a member of God's family and to live the life they were created for. <laughs> who is what is your highest potential? What is it that you're called to be and to be for and how are you best going to impact the world? Um, if you're ever acting outside of that potential calling, then you're not being authentic. You're being inauthentic to who you are. Um, if you're trying to fit into someone's political agenda because it makes you feel um, better because that person don't not like you because you're not, um, you know, you're now them <laughs> rather than, you know, mm-hmm. then you're not being authentic to who you are. So the question is. But there's nothing wrong with finding common ground. Uh, trying to help them see that you agree in the places you can't agree and then trying to, to yeah, deviate from that's that That's not losing authentic. Right, you right. you have to be able to, to find common ground with people without losing your integrity. Right. So this this goes down to the authenticity. So in today's political climate or today's world, you are not accepted if you disagree with a certain position, both in either yeah. either extreme of a conversation. So the demand literally is that you be inauthentic. It's not what you think. It's what the collective consciousness says is right or perverted has, as it may be yeah, or weird as it may be or broken as it may be has determined is the driving cause. So, you know, you'd pull aside about well, because you they, take proud boys or antifa so let's take two ends of a political conversation right and you put them all aside separate them out take off the masks then you're going to find that outside of the mob all these people either a don't know what they're there for they're just doing Mm -hmm. it because their friends are or if they're there and you'll find that one or two strongly charismatic people who may very well be being authentic to it are driving a herd of people who just want to fit into something Mm -hmm. and so instead of 
and then, and that bullying exists you know everywhere not just there but we do it in religious life yeah we do well it in... and the and the problem ends up being that we assume because one person has so and so seems to have so and such and such beliefs or such and such leanings then we assume that we can assess the rest of their character or the rest of their lives based on that or whatever. but like you're saying most of the time it's either they've caught on to something and are speaking a, a rhetoric that they've heard and kind of repeating just something um, without really even knowing, you know, having done any kind of research or anything like that. But the other thing that I thought of is when Jesus addressed the Pharisees, he said, you clean the outside of the cup and you look all pretty, but you forgot about cleaning up the inside. In other words, to be inside who we say we are on the outside, I think that's that's the true struggle. That's the true question I have about what is authentic and I've always questioned even my own self about how what am I supposed to say or do that can express what's really going on in me the Bible says you can't even really know your own heart so we think we understand what we desire or what we go after or what we what motivates us whatever but in reality we don't we're selfish creatures we are really stimulated by our own safety or fear or you know various things that cause us to self-protect or to whatever when when you say when I say I'm a Christian and I and I say my first love is God and and to desire to please him to love you know Jesus with my heart soul mind and strength to be drawn to do what he has set forth as right and true and whatever those are true from my understanding of what that is. And and to me, the beginnings of that is seeking him daily to because I can't know that. I really don't, I'm at a deficit to even know what that means. So to find his word, to study his word, to, to draw near to him. I was talking to Jude about that the other, a while ago, is to lean on him to try to get what that means and to know what it, but it does motivate parts of my life to action or to, speech or to whatever that causes you know a certain type of look or or lifestyle that that I pray represents that doesn't always I'm sure and I and I know interpretations from you know my own self looking at maybe someone else or or another thought about what a lifestyle ought to look like can be wrong or can be can be true or right but what I think what or wrong either one I think what motivates this question though is when we keep seeing these um, in the forefront leaders who either say they are this or that Christian or maybe it's the other way around even this Epstein guy that just killed himself in jail because he was accused of all these other things you're either you're either seen as this you know you're on the pedestal of this is what you are or you're on this really downhill slope that people say on this it's you're run so much by people's opinions and their look at who you are rather than what's going on underneath you know I think that's what motivated this question so if church leaders or, or leaders who so say they are, are okay so let me clarify so if I'm hearing you right you're saying there's what's happening on the outside that everyone can see and what you're sometimes even being to yourself. 
and then something that's way on a deeper level that may or may not be um, evident, you're unable to bring it to the surface or you're frustrated because it's not coming to the surface, but it's who you would like to be or who you think you really are. Is that what you're saying? That... I mean, there's a, there's a, the, what we've seen from the outside looking in with like people who've fallen from their stature or great, or, their or thing, have just but, made statements. No, I don't mean that, but what, what I heard you say there toward the end was that the, there's the person that's on the inside trying to get out the person to be the person on the outside. The authentic person is who you, is when, who you think you are and who you, yeah, or who you, s- who you say you are, what you say, who you, you represent yourself out to be when your beliefs and your core match up. Um, so, but there's also, I mean, there's also an internal struggle. I think that all of us have that, that we are in conflict with what we desire to be. Right. And so, and that's real. That's Romans seven that, that I think everybody can relate to what I get, what I have gotten confused by is these forefront leaders who decide to, to make a statement of, well, now I've said this all along. Now I don't know that I believe it. Um, Blah blah blah. I'm gonna go over here and live my life this way. Well, first of all, God's not real. <laughs> yeah, or something. But I don't think they've gone that far. I think they've, they, and this is what I mean by authenticity. Why can they not? Why can they not through pride, which I think is a big part of it, but laying aside some pride or even some. Why can't we admit that? First of all, we don't. There's no way we can know everything, and the things we interpret with our eyes, our ears, like the Bible said, are wrong they're wrong we we cannot see everything there is to see or understand everything but why does that affect who we are and become and change who we are you know rather than us us we've always talked about the to the kids about basing our life on a foundation that's unshakable doesn't mean i'm unshakable i'm absolutely shakable <laughs> and every day i doubt this or that but why does that cause us to doubt what we have what we have believed and understood to be the thing we fall back on to trust that isn't shakable, you know? Why does it cause us to doubt that? Is it because we just can't admit that we are flawed humans and cannot see the whole well, pieces of everything and know all the answers? That's what it feels like to me. I think we're afraid that if we're found out, nobody will, we won't be accepted. I mean, why would we work so hard to fit into a perception that we receive of um, other people around us, whatever they're pretending to be, we pretend to be with them. Um, and I think, so my question to that would be, the only reason that we would play the what? game, pretend to be what they're pretending to be. I was be, gonna say, what do you Is because we're afraid being... that we'll be found out. Okay, well, you've used that several times. I'd like you to help me understand well, I think what we're rooted in fear base, I mean. But being found out, like in other I words. If I found out who you really are, the deepest, darkest secrets that you hold, the things that are, harbored up in your soul, I would reject you. I think that's what most people are afraid of is that if there's some secret, there's, I think everyone thinks that thinks that they have something about them. That's so abhorrent. That's so terrible that if truly it was known, they wouldn't be acceptable. It could be a Mm -hmm. personality quirk. It could be something that they think they did along the way that was terrible or somehow that someone's impressed something upon their soul that spoke death to them rather than life. And so they think, well, if this person who I valued highly didn't accept me, therefore, if I got to hide whatever it is, I think they didn't accept or cause that so that other people will accept me. Okay. And that causes them to say, so God's not real because he doesn't do the miracles he said. 
Well, I think because I'm confused. That's a bigger question because I think that one one thing that we're talking about here is human, and and I think yeah, yeah, that's so that's like an an end result of a of a lifetime of of trying to live that fear based thought process. So if you, I'm trying to think this out. I wish I had my friend Mike here, who's so much smarter than me. He break it out. Mike Bergenson. Um, well, well, but, I, but basically reason... what that I'm saying is, so like say, take for example, what if you have someone who has lived their lives in a very legalistic environment. This is, I have to look a certain way, behave a certain way. And as a pastor and a wife, you know, we've lived around, and even our children, we didn't yeah. even put pressure on our kids to act that way, but they all said they felt that way. Yeah. And so they were looking at the church people that we worked and served and, and absorbing the judgment of strangers, basically, yeah. rather than the acceptance well, of their parents. Degree, and that shaped their fears and mm-hmm. in some case shaped some rebellion. And to some degree, they were told that, held to that standard. Even even we were told, well, your children aren't this or that, so I can't go to your church. <laughs> well, even, I'm like, eek, you we, mean because we haven't accomplished what your ideal is then you can't follow Jesus. <laughs> I think then that's that's getting into a real because because a real truth here, which is exactly where I wanted what I thought I wanted to go with it was that the idea of following men of of looking at someone else and thinking that's what I want to be, so therefore I'm gonna try to emulate that or whatever. That's where even the Bible says over and over and over again, you trust in men, you trust in, or you look at men and you, you know, whenever we do that, how that leads us down a path of obvious inauthenticity, inauthenticity, because we're not, we really first aren't, like you just said, dealing with who we are, what we've bringing to the table, which is usually multitude of flaws that we're aware of, as well as things that we can't, you know, desires, but things we can't live up to but then for for us to look to another person or human and think they have achieved that or gotten there or whatever that's i guess what i'm trying to say if 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 we live that way how could we ever think that it is a foundation to build a life on or or that that's not going to crumble beneath us when we don't look directly to the one who was perfect and well not in the way we can understand perfection but in the way he... We all he, claim, as Christians, all claim that we look to the one that's perfect. The problem is that we all have defined that perfect one from that fear root that I'm talking about. Yeah. So we create yeah, God in our own image rather than just take yeah, God as exactly what he's placed before us. And, and so this is the battle of any life. Um, and uh, because we have a cultural influences, we have familial influences, all of these things, uh, sibling influences, I mean, that's familial, but there's still a little parental. When you break mm-hmm. get into the family, it breaks down more. Familial influences, yeah. favorite sibling, you know, who's if you've got a family like ours, they grouped, you know. Um, Josiah and Hannah were kind of a group. And then, well, you know, like all the I way said, or if you that, have fa- favorite friends, you've picked out so and so, their lives you, look or perfect. Or who you and, want to be your favorite friend. Yeah, exactly. Or that person on the other side of the school who's so far away from what you could ever hope to be because mm-hmm. they have. Or now we have Instagram and Facebook <laughs> and Snapchat Every and kind of, fat media, whatever right. is out there. All kinds of ways to separate and make my life diminished and me not able to be real. Let me rephrase. And what I am to not have value, value. Yeah. because I'm I'm comparing it to things that really don't matter. Yeah. And um, for me, 
I don't know how it takes so long to get to the point for us, but we do eventually get there. Yay. Um, for me, the, uh, the understanding that we're afraid of being alone. If you ask, I mean, I, even when I talk to elderly people, the, the thing that people, my, my, my mother even says to me, she doesn't want to die alone. Nobody wants to be yeah. left alone in the end. That's their biggest fear is to be alone. We, we are creatures of community. And so it only makes sense that our, if our fear is to be alone, then we're going to desire to be around and we're going to do what we have to do to fit to in and to build that, that security of, of yeah. community around ourselves, whatever that looks like. That's why gangs form. You know, you got these violent, destructive, dangerous kings, but they're family structures. I think another point. They're bad family structures, but family structures. We've talked about this in another podcast, I think. But it's also where our hope lies. Like, does does it lie in me? What I'm capable of doing? Here's what I've come up with. Here's what I've done. Look, Look at what I've done. Rather than in awe of going back to seeing that, God is the source of it all. So in other words, when we get caught up in, because I'm thinking again of these leaders, we get caught up in God's gift. Like, wow, that's an amazing song that I just wrote or this or that thing that, you know, came out of the product of hard work or this or whatever. Rather than look at what God has done, look at the amazing thing that if I really... saw it for what it was yeah i have these talents or gifts or whatever but i wouldn't be able to do this had it not been for these talents or gifts which a gift is obviously given to someone so it's not something that's within us you know well, in other again, words yeah the, uh, anytime you place your identity because you said where does our hope lie i and i think that that's right i think but in the course of this conversation, we're looking to find who we are, right? So it's it's authenticity. So where do we place Do we place our hope for receiving our identity from yeah. our friends or our parents or our siblings or our culture or the guy at the or grocery store? When the guy I have... who yells at you on the highway sometimes mm-hmm. can immediately define your identity right there. But I'm saying, or ourselves and the these gifts that, that somehow, yeah, 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 we have gotten accolades for mm-hmm. and have received them rather than oh, yeah, yeah. return okay. them. And that gets to your to point. That totally from. gets to your point about um, these guys who've fallen off the wagon and their yeah. whole God thing. If 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 the, you're raised to believe in a God who is rooted in performance standards, yeah. in other words, you behave a certain way. You don't. You don't ever date till you get married or have sex before you get married. Those are true statements. God. God would say. You, you know, know, don't drink or keep, smoke stay or pure. hang with people who do. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't drink, I don't cuss, I don't smoke. Or and if I don't you do, well, do. I'm even taking the other way. Or if you do these great things in God's name because he gave you this gift and look how good this is, it's still a similar comparison, right? It's a. It goes all to the thing you said a minute ago about Jesus saying to the people, you're so worried about your outer appearances, but what's in your soul? And that's to me, that's what Jesus is saying to to them is the same thing we're talking about here. Who are you in here? And yeah, what is good and what is bad and who's defining that for you? And I think that's yeah. a huge question. That's where we're going to have to end this one this week. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Hey, it's a cliffhanger. Come back and hear more of what we're going to be talking about next week as we continue this subject. So thank you so much for listening and we'll uh, be back next week. Yeah.